stays around for a little bit yes yeah, stays around a little bit so it kind of sucks i well, had to throw away some work but they're look. they were nice enough to just reschedule but it's you know I, i've been with my kids also for the past like two weeks like every day and i'm just like fuck. yeah <laughs> how's that it's like dad dad's still around Ugh, and then boring. My, my kid's birthday's tomorrow so it's like we had this big thing planned oh, that's not happening and then uh yeah, we, you know, we we took a long shot and we decided to go to a secluded beach the other day, mm-hmm. just so that we're not around people, you know. Yeah, yeah. But we just need to get the fuck out of this house. It was so, it was just. How old? How old? How old's your son turning? Uh, he's gonna be three. The youngest will ah, be three. Three. Terrible threes. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible thing. Like a. Like a. Is it because like. They're old enough to kind of know what they want, but they're not old enough to be able to really communicate that to you. That's, so yeah, it becomes like this whole, this, fr- this whole frustration thing oh, on yeah. both ends. That's exactly <laughs> how it is, Carlo. So when you have children, whenever that may be, just be ready for that. <laughs> maybe maybe they're already out there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just not around. <laughs> it feels like we we just playing it, play it smart, playing it smart. It almost feels like we just had a podcast, which feels kind of cool, right? Because we just did one on Friday. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah. The 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 late recording, huh? So yeah. yeah, it was because what was it? Because it was the holiday weekend, so yeah. it kind of just everything feels a little bit compressed, I guess. Yeah, Agreed. Wednesday did. We're recording this Wednesday morning, so it did kind of sneak up on us. Uh, yeah, but. Was there like any big, uh, big, uh, um, events happening on your end in terms of martial arts wise, oh. training wise, school wise, or was everything kind of chill because like a lot of schools close over the holiday weekend? I know ours did, uh, to give everyone a break and yeah. also to acknowledge that, you know, a lot of people kind of do their little family traveling thing, road trips or whatever. Yeah. So there's so it's not like martial arts or training completely shuts down, but I knew a number of gyms uh, observed the holiday break. Is that the same thing with you guys? Uh, yeah, they still had a few classes going on. I saw it on the uh, Facebook and and Instagram groups. But cool thing was, I was before I got COVID, uh, and this was during the uh, Jiu Jitsu World League tournament. I was a, I was actually able to teach because there was no one that was going to be teaching that day while everyone was competing so i actually got to teach and uh again this was pre-covid or before i got covid but um it was cool to get in that aspect the the carlo aspect of being a teacher uh, again (laughs) and uh i'll tell you one thing man and you teach for pretty much a living and it's tiring man like i was just trying to explain the technique that i was trying to to uh 
to explain and i was running out of breath man <laughs> and i don't know I if that's that, what, that, that's what that happens with you but no. <laughs> uh i think it's just practice because i think i was so uh, nervous and there was only like three or four people in the class and i was that's just, absolutely what it is it's it's usually practice practicing yeah, practicing how to explain something uh le learning how to pace yourself and learning how to plan ahead what the points you want to come uh to uh the points you want to make during a little session, yeah. Um, you after a while, just like anything else, you'll find a rhythm for yourself when you're teaching. That's crazy, but, man. But else that's not normally teaching a tech in class. Sometimes I'll sit aside and I'll listen to them. Yeah, and I can tell when they don't have a lot of teaching experience because they'll do exactly what you just said. They'll they'll start explaining something. And in the middle of the explanation, they're running out of breath. And if you look really closely, you could see them start to really start sweating. <laughs> That's and what you do. That was it's me. almost it's almost <laughs> like they're sparring, like like they're having a sparring That's session. And they're and they're not having a sparring session. All they're doing is they're talking about a technique, <laughs> but they might as well be in there competing for the world championships because they are just they're heaving, they're running short of breath, they're taking <laughs> breaths in the middle of words and sentences <laughs> that's hilarious dude. and i don't mean to laugh but it's it's I so every, funny though dude. everybody goes through that especially if teaching's not their regular thing yeah so it, it could it, it could take it could take a a toll on you <laughs> um there used to be that that um thing that people try to do where like oh it's, it's great i get to teach and that means i get to teach and work out with the class yeah and usually it doesn't work out that way no, if no, you no. if you're really serious about teaching you're not really working out with the class no. you're you're busy like uh, like making sure no one's like killing each other yeah. or if you're trying to work out with the class then just basically have everyone do what you've been wanting to work on give a really short explanation and just do drills the rest of the way <laughs> turn turn on the timer and just and then just start going so it's it's a hard you can do it actually but it's it's a hard balance so but hey but good ups to you for like uh subbing and Thanks, filling in as a, as a really coach because uh because not everybody can do it not no. everybody can do it you I've, I've seen some really good uh martial artists have to fill in sometimes and they're just not comfortable teaching. It's it's yeah. very it's a difficult spot to to fill in. Um, it's not as easy as just copying what your coach used to do. Yeah, <laughs> I know. You know, my my wife had a had a question. Uh, we brought this up. I don't know when we brought this up, but I think we were talking about you know like couples that that are both combat sports related in a way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So she was like, "Can you do me an, uh, do me a favor? Can you ask Carlo if he's ever dated a fighter, not not a student, but a fighter? And would you ever date another fighter? If that if yes or I mean that's a yes or no question. But so when you say fighter, that mean like just meaning, a competitor, correct, right? Like yes. any, oh, I okay. you know I'm trying to think. Well, outside of the celebrity fighters that we know, even like, you know, in my personal life, I know yeah, people yeah. that are like competitors, they're together, they're professionals yeah. um, in, in the combat sports world together. And they make it work because they know that's part of yeah. the, the person's life. I'm accepting that as part of my life. And so you have a discussion about, you know, time that's committed to 
each other's art and time that's committed to each other and you make that work. I think communicating that and communicating your own needs is super necessary yeah. for making sure there's no perfect work. Uh, yeah, it's making sure there's no uh, uh, clash later on and no resentment that builds down the line regarding right. that. Yeah. I mean, I admire it. I mean, I think any kind of like prof um, professional competitor dating another professional competitor i mean god that's got to be so fucking demanding <laughs> i know gosh well it, it also works well like i know that uh the generos over at evolve you know they're married they're both they both used to be competitors i guess it works in their favor at that point you know both i teams. wonder i wonder if they get competitive with each other I'm you know i'm not, sure not and i'm not i'm not speaking specifically about the generos just specifically but i mean a any kind of married fighter mm -hmm. competitor couple, whether it, like there's they be. get competitive oh, yeah. or if they get in each other's face about certain things, oh, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. It probably doesn't end well, but <laughs> I wonder, like, I, guess some I just wonder get it to work yeah. out, I guess. Do they work it out with words or they work out it like, you know what? Fuck Do they motherfuckers. Work it out see me see me on the mat. In the gi. See me on the mat. Hey, in, in the, the gi. In the gi. Oh no. Oh yeah. Hey, right. Meet me, in, meet me in, on the mat in the gi. In the gi. No reaping. No leg locks. No leg locks. <laughs> like they have these, yeah, they have these rules how they work shit out. You know? No, no uh eight minute round. It? Eight minute no, round. No thoracic compression techniques. There you go. No, no leg locks. <laughs> no elbows. God, who was the one that named that one the Ike Turner? God, that's terrible. Do you remember that move? I have no idea what you're talking about. It's it's a move in jujitsu, like from full guard. Oh, is it? Is it really a full? Is it really a move in jujitsu? Thanks, jujitsu move, really. <laughs> the Ike Turner. That probably would not be politically correct. It you know what terrible. sucks is coming from a different system of jujitsu into a more kind of different, uh, a more standard curriculum of jujitsu. I find out that some of the names that I've learned in the past are very different from the names that I'm learning today. Oh, well, because, you know, in traditional, well, tra quote unquote, traditional jujitsu, they, a lot of these, some of these moves didn't really have names. Yeah. They just, you know what like I mean? They just kind of like, oh, you just put your arm there, you put your weight down, and that's a choke. <laughs> so, for example, it's like, does this have a name? So, for example, we, we had this half Gracie term called the half guard syndrome. And in the 10th planet system or the Magalit system at this point, it's called like the dogfight. Mm. Are you familiar with that? Uh, I know. I know. when when people when uh, in jujitsu when people say the dogfight position, I I have my head what I think it is. It's usually when you and your opponent are both on your knees, you're you're but you're facing the same direction, yes, not each other. Correct. You're you're parallel to one yes, another. Exactly. Your arms are kind of in, in like entwined. You're trying to get underhooks. Yes, they're, they're stopping you from taking their back by overhooking your mm -hmm. arm. Exactly. And yes. usually your legs are, are are tangled up in some sort of way, trying to get positional dominance. Yes, yes, hundred percent. But it, you're saying like in some some Just systems some that's systems, called yeah. that's called half guard. So they, uh, it's more of like the. It's more of like the the position where to get to that position, you were probably on the bottom, you went for an underhook, and then all of a sudden you you pulled your knees out, and then now you're in the dogfight. Right. Okay. Yes. Yes. That's that's usually how people find themselves yes. there. Yeah. So that's so that position, yeah. In 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 the old system that I was in, it was like a, it was called half guard syndrome. Half guard syndrome. I kind of like that though. Yeah. I kind of like that.
But then they and I know then you have shit like Ike Turner. Bad dog fight. You know, <laughs> and th- th- that's that's just not politically correct right at this time, you know. You can't say that yeah, there, because there's the way... a lot of names there's a lot of names that are just really weird. So like I am so like you know when I you're you're from you're a descendant of the 10th planet jujitsu system. So point, if I yeah. tell you if I say DPO, you know what I'm talking about, right? If like somebody if somebody overhooks your arm and you're trying to get your arm out of it, right? Mm-hmm. In in wrestling, they call it limp arm, right? Yes. Where you kind of, you yes. loosen up your arm, you make you your arm really relaxed, and you slide your yeah. arm out of their un- out of their overhook, right? Yes. Yes. Now, in 10th Planet, correct me if I'm wrong, they call that DPO, right? I, that's a good question. Oh, you don't remember? I don't okay, remember I'm gonna, that. I'm, uh... I'll tell the story then, because, uh, <laughs> so... DP, they called it DPO back in the day because um, the founder of the 10 Planet System, Eddie Bravo, he was talking with some students and he was saying, like, it's like, okay, I want to say limp arm, but they, they like putting codes to all their moves mm. so that uh, their other corners can't tell like what they're saying. So like, uh, <laughs> how do I how do I make a code for doing a limp arm? How do, what's a code yeah. for a limp arm? And then his old student, I believe it was Jason, Jason Chambers, said, well, think of something that would make your dick limp. <laughs> and he said, he said, how about dead pussy? How about dead pussy odor? <laughs> and so dead pussy odor is like, yeah, that would make your dick limp. Dead and so they call it. Odor. So from that on, in the 10 planet system, if you're doing a limp arm, they all do a DPO. So DPO is... Is uh, a limp arm. <laughs> That's a great story. That's a great. Oh wow! I, I never. Knew it's that. In, I gotta it's, ask Travis actually, about that. That's it's pretty in, funny. Uh, it's in Eddie Bravo's book. It's in his uh, advanced rubber guard book, I believe. So. Uh, That's. There you go. Hey. Back back when a lot of these um, jujitsu guys and mixed martial arts people were putting out um, uh, books on, I think it was a uh, Victory Belt Publications. There's a number of groups. There's just a bunch of people Vic- that put out books. Oh, like oh, BJ Penn, Dave Camarillo, Damn, Greg Jack- Jackson, uh, Antonio Nagara, Marcelo Garcia put out a book for it. I mean, there, there were uh, oh, um, Randy Couture. So Victory Belt Publications put out like a bunch of these like jujitsu and martial arts books by these by a bunch of these different guys. And what's great about these books, it has like it has these stories. It also has the explanation of the techniques and the photos of the techniques are super thorough. Nice. Anyway, that was I that was a big aside. Books. That was a big aside, but I'm just letting you know that that's that's how I remember the story of DPO. So, <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, so thinking of, of like you know uh, names of moves that aren't uh, family safe, not safe yeah, for yeah. work, not safe for families. They're DPO. <laughs> that's one of them. Sorry guys. Exactly. Sorry. I'm going to go not, to a DPO. Ho- and then... Hopefully, hopefully you guys aren't listening with this with this with your kids. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you shouldn't be anyway. What are you guys doing? What are you guys thinking? You guys know us. You guys should know better. <laughs> Speaking of sick moves, how about Which those sick fights? Move? How about those fights over the weekend? Oh my God! Which one did you want to start with? Let's start. Let's should start we just start with Adesanya start with versus Cannoneer? This should have been like a seminar. It almost looked like a seminar. Uh, well, you, you called it right. You called it. You called it Anna Adesanya. Yeah. Um, I called it wrong. 
So I'm award myself the shut up white belt <laughs> award to Carlo because I thought I thought it would be a boring decision win by Cannoneer. And it turns out it was a semi-boring decision yep. win for Adesanya. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I get a white belt with one stripe. <laughs> do you think that do you think that there's just so much at stake right now? Well, I mean, it, dude, he's fighting at the highest level at this point. People are giving him shit for putting on like a, a shitty performance, but I thought, you know, like even though it was a uh, a bore fest, it it just showed how much striking dominance Adesanya has over pretty much more over the whole de- the whole division except for the guy we're probably going to talk about in the next few fights. Yeah, I think you know, number 1 though, it it it's, it takes two to tango. Yeah. So if you're going to say like, oh, that fight was boring, it's really on both of the fighters. Yeah. I think Adesanya played it smart because again, Cannonier, even though he's not the same technician on the on he's in the striking that Adesanya, yeah, I mean, if he touches dangerous. you, that could hurt. So, you know, Cannonier wasn't putting himself at risk too much either. I mean, you guys, so it goes it goes in both directions. If yeah. you're going to criticize the fight for being boring, it's not it's not just on the winner's plate. You got to put some of that on on the losers as well. Uh, I think, you know, Adesanya played it right when you're dealing with a power striker. Um, And I think the fact that Kandinir might be slightly awkward with the way he delivers his strikes, um, that contributed to Adesanya's approach of, you know, measured distance, not going in there to mix it up. Uh, You know, one of the things that impressed me is Adesanya didn't really rely on leaning last week i kind of criticized him for yeah, leaning leaning back leaning back a lot against yeah. power shots and he didn't really have to do that too much with this fight he, mm-hmm. his control of the distance was was uh so sharp that he didn't have to be over athletic with his head movement yeah. to avoid power shots so i thought it, it like what you said like it was almost like um kind of a textbook uh demonstration of of striking control right yeah and Adesanya is more of a counterfire. Do you agree? Yeah, right. He's a he's yeah. A I, I think so I think like, that's kind of his reputation. Yeah, sure. So if he's not going to get attacked, I mean, most of the most of the knockouts and highlights that he's had is when people are trying to come forward on him and smother him, and he, mm. he makes them off take. of the exchanges. So you yeah, know, this wasn't. I, I mean, Jared Cannonier is kind of like what's left. In the division at this like before this fight even happened so it's like adesanya pretty much cleaned out the division except for almost there yeah well we'll, we'll get to that yeah. in a second but i mean drake but put, it, it was drake put a bunch of money on on a finish but he didn't get it but i don't think they really that really counts oh wait so drake put money on adesanya but he put it on the finish i think if i remember correctly it was on a finish Oh, but so that, I think did he pay a million dollars? That's not his money, cause... though. I think what they're doing is there's a company that he oh, either okay. is in cahoots with, or they sponsor him, and they pretty much make it look like he puts that money down. But right. In reality, it's just like I don't think that site that he's making those bets on. It's not even it's not even legal in in the U.S. or uh, or oh, it's just like, okay. Australia. It's... Oh, it's just a what do you call it? A Canadian site? I think it's a crypto, Drake, Drake, it's a crypto betting site. Oh, okay, because Drake lives in Canada, so okay, okay, all right, all right. So, well, that, make, that makes sense, I guess. What you are know, we talking these, these, about ce- here? these celebrities Drake. aren't these 
These celebrities aren't playing with their own money over here. Gotcha. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Okay. More impressive, I'd say, Alex Volkanovsky made Max Holloway look very... He made him look old. Let's say that. Mm. Um, and slow. Yeah, dude. And we we talked about how Max Holloway was our heartfelt decision or our heartfelt hopeful. But mm. in reality, we knew Alex Volkanovsky was going to make this a, a clean slate. And the cut, I think, was what got me, man. Oh, he cut him early, too. Yeah, that cut over Max's left eye Oof. was... I mean, to call it a cut kind of understates it. You want to call it a gash. It was a it was, gash. It was a gash. Was it, it a, was it a, it was a punch, right? I'm, if I remember correctly, it was a punch. And it, it like Max just left didn't eye. Have, it, it was yeah. so terrible. It didn't have anything. He, Max had nothing for Volkanovsky at all. Not even a threat of uh, any wrestling. No, you know, everything that makes Max crazy. He pretty much didn't show any of that this time. He was, yeah, Alex just seemed to have Max's timing right from the first yeah, round. And he just knew where he was good. He was keeping up with the speed. Uh, this, yeah, the speed difference was just so apparent. Um, Max did a few things that I thought was very smart. Tried to change levels a little bit. He would go head punch, body punch, and then try for a head kick. And it got close a couple of times, but he just yeah. couldn't quite get the speed and the timing to where it would land very flush and land in a damaging way. Yeah. Alex just looks so good. He looks so good in this fight. And he just kind of removed any doubt in terms of who the best featherweight in the world is yeah. with that performance. Um, and it just, uh, it was just, it was impressive. It was impressive. I think we both called it for Alex. Yep. Even though we, yeah, we were both rooting for Max, Uh so so that that might be another end of end of era thing. I'm not saying like Max should retire. I think he's got a no. few. He's got a couple more good fights left. I mean, he's only 30 years old, so it's yeah. not like this guy's super aged out. But you know, maybe maybe if things has to change in terms of of his particular approach, or maybe Alex is just a bad matchup for him. Yeah, I think so, because. And he beats anyone in the featherweight division not named Alexander Volkanovsky. Like yeah, he's just gonna. You know. I mean, what does he do? Does he just wait till Alex thinks that he can go up and then he, you know, vacates at this at this point? Because it's there's been talks about Alex going up, which I don't know if that's a good idea anymore. Because there's, I mean, yes, he he would go up and he would probably get a title shot right off the bat, but. If you think about him fighting, say, uh, Gamrot or Sarukian, he's a smaller guy, but those oh, guys, these monsters at yeah, one fifty-five, exactly. Like it, they didn't uh, over the weekend on Twitter, didn't he kind of politely mention your boy Henry Cejudo because he uh, Cejudo yeah. re-entered the testing pool uh, and might make make a comeback. I mean, what do you think of that? What do you think of the possibility of that? That would be could, interesting. That would headline, be very fascinating. That would headline the card for sure, I think. And wouldn't that be the almost the heaviest that Cejudo has ever competed at in yeah. the UFC? But he's, like, chasing, I don't think, he's chasing history, so it's like if he has a shot at this belt, that's I'd take it, you know? That would be, you know, that would be that an would be interesting really ass fight. Because yeah. they're kind of built similar, but they're their approaches are a little different, Yes, but they're built similar. Um, and, and, and 
would I be wrong to say that Volkanovsky might actually be the slightly taller person in this fight? <laughs> <laughs> Which is strange to say, because usually Volkanovsky is like the shorter guy yeah, in the featherweight division. Guy. But you know, Sudo, Suhudo would be moving up. Um, so that, that would be interesting. I'd that would be interesting. And then uh, Alex Pereira shows Sean your, Strickland your boy, the dough. Your boy, Sean Strickland. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry to call your boy. No, he. I thought he was great during the press I was conferences. Telling, and... I was telling anybody who would listen that night we were watching the fights. I was telling <laughs> anyone who listen, watch out for, for her. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying I'm a genius, guys, but I was telling everyone to watch out for Pereira's left hook. I was telling people. Yeah. I was telling people to watch out for where, that, dude. Where were you at when we were texting? I was able this. to watch it uh, in the city at Abbey Tavern. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. They show there. the fights. You, you pay a cover. You show They show the fights. Were, the crowds. Were you with a bunch of friends? Yeah, a couple of friends nice. that I know um, from Hapkido and also from uh, the martial arts scene around. Nice. Uh, and so, left hook by Pereira, man. Yeah, man. Just, just a big lesson. Don't just walk in on a powerful striker. Like, Sean kind of just could not pick up on what Pereira was doing and uh, put his lights out. Put his lights out. <clears throat> kind of lights out. Mistake, though, man. He, I don't know what he's thinking. He, he, I, I don't that's know. what I'm saying. Was, like, why would do you think he it was that? the pride, the pride that would just let him try to exchange strikes Maybe with, it a, was the with a top level kickboxer? Maybe it was just the hype and the lights behind everything. Like he had mm. such a great exchange with, Israel Adesanya, probably if he won this fight, he would have probably fought him. But mm. uh, everyone was talking about how he 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 pretty much torched Izzy during the press conference. And it's like, that doesn't mean shit until you get into the cage and take a, yeah. check, take a check left hook. And then you see when he went down, tried to get back up, and he tried to act like everything was cool. But man, he was hurting. That, that, was, that was almost a shoot him dead knockout. Yeah. I, like Pura did, he hit him with the left hook and then tried to follow the right straight. But by that time, he kind of tagged him. But Sean was already, Sean Strickland was already falling down yeah. and just like, and the referee jumped in like just in time yeah. because he did tell right from the left hook. It was the game was, the game was over. And that, that, let me tell you though, that, that bar I was watching the, the fights at, everyone was rooting against Strickland. Uh, <laughs> so, so that bar got loud when wow. Pereira got the knockout. It got loud, bro. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, yeah. So, I mean, let's talk about it briefly. It looks like Alex Pereira would be next against Adesanya. Uh, if people don't, so. Yeah, if people don't know the history, Adesanya has lost to Pereira in kickboxing uh, by knockout, actually. Pereira has knocked out Israel Adesanya in kickboxing. They've never fought each other in MMA. So, this would be... This will be interesting. This will be interesting if they Alex, make this happen. Alex trains with Glover, dude. So I didn't know that until the, I saw the countdown. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, man, better who better not to train with, with Glover? I mean, Glover's a great, he was a great champion. But, man, a fight between these two would probably be glory freaking. I think I like a lot of the... Um, what do you call it? The a lot of hardcore martial arts heads want to see that fight because they know about the history. You know the people who follow Glory Kickboxing Championship. They kickboxing love it. Match with MMA. <laughs> you you know I wonder though. I wonder. I wonder because it, it's MMA. And is he start? You wonder if somebody. You wonder <laughs> if somebody decides to 
maybe turn it into a clinch fight. You know, and, you know, if I'm Izzy, that's what I would do. You'd use that. You know, I think I think Pereira has Pereira has the has the striking power advantage. Uh, I, if I were Izzy, I'd try to slow him down a little bit. Maybe turn it into a clinch fight against the fence for a little bit, wear him out, and then play distance the rest of the way. You know, mm-hmm. so it's really interesting. It'd be a really interesting puzzle for Israel to would be to to try to solve and also is there any kind of uh psychological block that he might suffer knowing that he's been knocked out by this guy before i'm sure that's so that'd be interesting yeah be interesting that'd be interesting story to see unfold yeah did barbarina lawler get fight of the night that was a good fight man god that was a good fight i mean we knew it was gonna be banger i i'll just say i'll just say this briefly like god damn robbie lawler's defense is really good for a guy who kind of came yeah, up dude. in the who who came Militage up style. W- yeah, who came up in the sport with this kind of uh technical brawling style. Yeah. He re- his head movement and his hand placement was really good, but you just can't play that for too long because eventually a guy who throws with volume like Barbarina is gonna catch you, and that's kind of what happened. Yeah. You know, um, because playing defense also takes a lot of energy as well if you're not throwing your counters off right away. But damn, what a good fight. Let's not forget Brian Barbarino was also the guy that submitted uh, Sage Nortcut <laughs> like oh, okay. early on in his career. And I remember I was like, Brian Barbarino, I was like, eh, let's see if he does anything. Dude, he's still around. He's starting to beat a bunch of really tough dudes, and he's beating veterans. What happens to Brian Barbarino next? I don't know. Like, I Look, that was like a, such an entertaining fight. But you don't look at Barbarina and think, okay, this is going to be yeah, exactly. a, like a top tier Walter White necessarily. But when you look at the style that Barbarina fights with, this yeah. this war through attrition kind of uh, approach, it's very, it's very uh, you know crowd friendly. That's for sure. It's crowd friendly, and also like if you're a top level Walter White, I don't think you're jumping in line to fight him necessarily no. because it's, dangerous. it's a rough time. Yeah. Like you might you might win because you're just technically better. Um, but it's it's he'll, Bar- Brian Barberina is going to give you a rough time on that way to victory, dude. He's going to give you that rough time. I mean, goddamn, I remember, it's very impressive. But remember, during the fight, Lawler was starting to pull away a little bit until he started but, to take too many shots, got tired, and yeah, Lawler Lawler had the power advantage. Yeah, he did. To be honest, he was catching Barberina with that left uppercut right hook off of the counters when uh um when he would go underneath Barbarina's arms a little bit because Barbarina was punching kind of high, trying to punch over Robbie's guard. Weird, yeah. So Robbie would come underneath, um, which is probably one of the reasons why Robbie had a, uh, maybe he thought he had an easy time defending Barbarina's punches because Barbarina's uh, delivery, the plane in which he was delivering his punches was kind of predictable. It was kind of the, on this yeah. flat plane. Yeah. So... Uh, Robbie just knew put his arms in a certain position, move his head at a certain angle, and he could dodge it. But uh, like you were saying, that you just can't keep doing that and not fire back or not move away. You're yeah. just gonna get tagged up. So, uh, but man, but hopefully Robbie gets maybe one or two more big money fights. You know, get paid out because he's so entertaining. Yeah. Even though he lost there, I mean, he's and he's so smart too. Like I feel bad. Like. His defense was so good. 
at least at the beginning until he got TKO'd. Uh, It's just, I feel like that type of, that that type of intelligence, that type of ability should be rewarded um, in some way. You know what I mean? Uh, It should be rewarded to the, um, the kind of intelligence he was showing. So, but good fight though. Good fight. Uh, any other mo- notable fights that you uh, want to talk about on this card? Uh, there was a lot of retirements. Let's yeah. talk about the big one. Uh, Donald Cerrone loses to uh, Jim Miller. Uh, yeah. And uh, by was, by guillotine, they uh, they both threw a kick at the same time, and Cerrone kind of slipped on his. So Jim jumps into a front face lock control into a guillotine and uh Cerrone taps and he admits that uh he fell in he fell out of love with the sport he says he probably should have retired before the, his fight with Conor McGregor so that's going back a while yeah um and he decided yeah, to call good. call it a career and he walked away and so and true end of era stuff everybody's got to put away their cowboy hats yep <laughs> yeah so I'll, I'll just mention that one yeah Cowboy was my favorite fighter for a long time. And uh, it sucked to see him go. But I like what he said at the end was, I'm going to go be a movie star. Which, you know, he's doing these, these uh, movies and he, stuff. So he can, good for he can him, do man. it. He can do it. Yeah. I know he was in that episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> Have you, did you see that one? No, I didn't. But that's good to and, know. That, that's a good one. If you For yeah. any of you uh, fans of uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia... Yeah. He, him, and Paul Felder make a cameo in an in an episode cool, of man. called Fight Milk. Look up the Fight Milk episode. Very, very good. Very most love a lot of a lot of uh um Sunny fans like that one. <laughs> and then, uh, Any other fights a, you like? Oh, Jalen Turner takes out uh, oh, Brad Riddell in the first round, dude. I got to be a problem. He's that long problem. straight right. God damn. Yeah. Man, that guy's going to be a problem, dude. Then, at that uh, weight class, at that height, and then keep the, your eye uh, out for that guy. Story Lorenko versus Jessica Rose Clark. That nasty That was the first bar. fight, right? That was the yeah. first fight of the night, right? First fight of the night. Was like 45 seconds into the fight, that armbar? Oh, uh, yeah. 42, actually. Yeah. It was like a, it was just a step over armbar from like side control. It was. Step over armbar, side control. You know, and I was, then he just I she doing pops some, it. Oh, my uh, God. I was doing some research on Storlerenko, and she, she's like a Hodger Gracie Lithuania black belt. And I was like, oh, she's a black like all over Instagram. There's all jujitsu. So I was like, this, you know, like Jesse Jess might be in trouble on this one because she's more known as like a kickboxer and whatnot. But crazy scrambles from from when it happened, and dude, it, she pretty much put on a seminar again. Like it just looked too easy. But wow, her arm is shit now probably yeah like, like for those of you guys who don't know like if you check out the 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 post or the the uh mid fight photo of that arm oh. bar that 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 the arm bends in a way it's not oh. supposed to <laughs> it looks like it looks and she like tapped too she yeah. tapped but it's yeah. just like you late, you don't dude. let go until the referee gets in there and breaks oh you up God. and by that time the arm was broken it was it was terrible <laughs> you know surprisingly kayla harrison didn't get an arm bar this weekend she got Oh, this, so we're talking the PFL, right? Yeah, PFL. Yeah, yeah. So Kayla Harrison versus you know, Young. Easy easy money, ground and pound. Won't yeah, she took, time. took took Young's back and just smashed yeah. her, right? Bad. And then uh, Ray Cooper comes back and he gets a TKO, but 
he doesn't uh, he doesn't advance because he did lose uh, prior. And then Larissa Pacheco beats Jenna Fabian by TKO. That was a pretty bad uh, TKO. I told you, man, Larissa Pacheco, it's going to be her and Kayla Harrison again. And we'll see what happens. Hopefully, they're able to market that, too, because Pacheco, yeah. hopefully Pacheco. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, but uh, uh, that's, oh, a, that's a good one, then. We have a We have a fight night coming up. Oh yeah! It's the battle of the Rafaels. The old Rafael versus the new Rafael. How about this? Is because this is at lightweight, correct? If I'm not mistaken. I believe so. I believe so. Both, you know, those both of these guys are kind of small for the division, but they both pack a lot. I know that Faziv, he's coming from Tiger Muay Thai. Is that? Yes. Yes. Dude, they're they're building a fucking squad out there no yeah i know they got the um the uh what do you call it shevchenko sisters out there yeah. uh a number of other people no, no, like some uh, scary ones oh uh what's his face um see the, the, the names is yeah peter yan there yeah. you go yeah peter see Yon. the names escape me because a friend of mine was out in thailand for a while and he'd run into these fighters over at tiger yeah, so um this guy. one's gonna be interesting because like uh uh i know the muay thai people are are big fans of Rafael number two because <laughs> uh, of uh, his background uh, and his uh, use of Muay Thai techniques in his MMA fights. Good. So who who you got for this one? I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with youth over experience this time. Usually I go with experience. I think Tosanjos, you know, he was a floater. He was going up and down in uh, welterweight and, and lightweight. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. kind of just shows you that he, he really couldn't find. Like where he really wants to be, and I don't know if he's back with ATT or if he's I, I, like we don't we just we don't know what's going on. Like he's he's kind of been all over the place, which is what you do when when you're at the tail end of your career. But I feel like just Fazeev, he's just gonna have he's just a little too strong and he's gonna be a little too explosive for Dos Anjos to even try to keep down should he get him to the ground. So I'm gonna give it to Fazeev by. I say he finishes him, maybe like third round, mm. ground and mm. pound, maybe. I think maybe ground like a about, okay. failed shot, or I think he's just gonna be too much on the on the feet. Tosanos is gonna get a little desperate, and then uh, Fazeev is gonna finish him there. I wonder, like, uh, if Tosanos, how aggressively he'll even try. That's a good to question. go for the takedown. Yeah. You know, we we talked about this last week. How like as these grapplers in MMA get older they uh, attempt takedowns less and less yeah just because it's more difficult to do so yeah but here just strategically it just seems like it would be smarter for desanios to go for the takedown uh sooner rather than later yeah uh while he's still fresh while he still has the energy but if he fails how much energy he'll lose even trying yeah uh, I, i'm gonna go with you i'm gonna go with rafael number two nice. <laughs> with the youth uh, the energy because coming the through. Same size too, man. They're five nine. Yeah, so it, it. I think it'd be interesting. I think it'd be interesting because uh, Z's got like he's got an exciting style. His uh, uh, if you looking up his highlights, usually it's of him leaning back against somebody's kick, mm. and then him counter kicking, yeah. which is a very uh um, what do you call it? very bread and butter Muay Thai technique. Yeah. So. 
I, it should be fun. I, it should be fun. Yeah, I, be I'm, I'm looking forward to like this that. one. I like these types of fights. What about the uh, co-mate, Luke? Cairo Baraljo, that guy's getting some, uh, I think that this might even be like his second or even third co-main. Is it? A, maybe. Because he's been, he's been actually high up on the fight cards just recently. And um, he's fighting Armin Petrosian. Any, any, is this guy related oh, to? Oh, uh, is he Petro? Oh, 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 uh, the, uh, what do you call it? Um, the, what do you, um, the, the, the boxer. Yeah. Um, I don't think so. <laughs> Probably not, right? Maybe. maybe. I, I, you know, that's a good question. That, would, that should be something we should have looked up beforehand. Huh? Oh, right. I, uh, you know what? I swear to, like, when I, when I, the last time I saw Armin Petrosian uh, fight, I could have sworn I looked it up. I could have sworn I looked it up. I, I don't think they are related, but I, I could be wrong. Hey, someone hit me up on social. Yeah. And let let me know. know if I'm right or yeah. Top Q1 on Instagram, guys. Let me know yeah. if they're related. <laughs> who, who, who do you got for this one? Oh, I'm going to go with my dude, Kyle. You know, Armin's Armenian, so he's not Dagestanian, so I'll pick against him this time. <laughs> um, so I'll go Kyle by knockout first round. Oh, dang. Okay. You know, I feel like this is going to be a finish heavy card. It's been kind of like, it's been kind of trading lately. So I thought, like, uh, what, you, what you call it? Uh, the last fight event, it was a lot of decisions, right? Yeah, it was. So okay. I, I feel like there's gonna mm. be a swing. <laughs> it's just it's just something in the universe yeah. that says yeah. I want more brain damage <laughs> this next weekend. Uh I'll go I'll go on the other side of it just because right. I, I don't want to disrespect Petrosian. Uh <laughs> <laughs> and his uh, his his maybe not cousin. Uh I'll I'll go with the three round decision. Nice. And then we got Said Nurmagomedov, that's his cousin, I think. And then uh Douglas De Silva. A Silva DeAndrage, that motherfucker. I don't know. This Douglas dude, he looks like an Aztec. His last couple <laughs> fights, he's, he gets a bloody mess. So let's see how he does against uh, Nurmagomedov. I think the yeah. Let's see. Who, wasn't there who does. wasn't there another Nurmagomedov that fought last yeah, weekend? We talked that was about another one, Umar. I think Umar is that his cousin? I think is that Khabib's related, cousin? Yeah. Okay. And this one, Saeed, is also this, his cousin. This is also his cousin. I remember the last... There was one fight where he ended up losing, but he's been on a two-fight streak, I think, coming up. Okay. And we know where Sean's going to vote. Oh, yeah. Anyone with an o, a, oh, OV, yes. an OV at the end of their name, that's yes. where that's where Sean's going to put his money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I say he finishes him. Second round. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, All right, look I'm at you. you. This is going to be a finish-heavy card, I think. All right. I'm trying to get out of there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> trying to get to your Asian candies. Yep. <laughs> uh, let me see. Michael Johnson on the card. Oh, Michael Johnson's back. Who's he fighting? Jamie Malarkey. I don't know who Malarkey... Wait, mate. I, I bet you I've seen Malarkey. He's the Australian. name sounds familiar. He's Australian. The name sounds sounds familiar. You think this is... Do you think they this is a get-right fight for... Michael Johnson, or are they trying to build Malarkey so. up? Uh, Malarkey, I don't know who he fights with. Like he's only twenty seven. He, he has, you know, he lost to Jalen Turner by uh, TKO oh, last time. That's right. So, that's right. That's right. You know, I just, I feel like uh, Michael Johnson will just have too much. This is more of an experience for me. Experience over tech. 
I feel like, like Michael Johnson's one of those big what ifs too, in a way, right? Yeah, like yeah. it was those kind of knocking on the door of being elite status, and then he'd run into just Khabib. like a he would he'd run into Khabib or he'd run into Gigi. like uh yeah. So it's just like goddamn, right? Yeah. <laughs> but he's a marquee dude, so I think he wins. What do you think? Mm, I think it's a pick 'em. Nice. I think it's pick them. I think if you're Malarkey, you're 27 years old, you're, you you want to make your name. This is a chance. Good call. You know, to to kind of beat a former, uh, you know, Ultimate Fighter winner. So, like, go get it. How about uh, Cynthia Calvillo, Nina Nunez? Should be a good scrap. Ooh, that's a, that's a good one. I don't know. I don't know. I know that's I don't a pick know about that one. Me. That's a pick them for me. And yeah, but then, you pick uh, them because they're, they're fighting, right? Not because yeah, of the yeah. way they look. No, Not no. because of the way you look, no, no, Sean. No, no. Okay, all right. Just making it clear. Yeah. Pam, if you're listening, Sean is looking at their <laughs> technique. He's looking at their technique, Pam. Their tech. Okay. <laughs> How about Ricky Tertios? That's the guy that, uh, that's the guy. He's a half, Sal- is it half Salvadorian? Half Salvadorian, half Filipino. He won the Ultimate Fighter recently. I think the more recent one. Oh, I did not keep up yeah, with that. I, I just okay. remember because he had some fucked up teeth, but ah. <laughs> you know, he's 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 a pretty good fighter. Who's he fighting? He's fighting Ayman Zahabi. So I don't know where this Uh-oh. guy is. Oh, which Zaha- oh, hey, that, a, that's probably that's probably you know uh, what? It is Zahabi's brother because he's repping from Canada Tristar, from TriStar, right? He's repping Canada. That's yeah. uh, Faraz Zahabi's brother. It's got to be yo. Uh, That'd be interesting. That'd be interesting. That's at one thirty-five. Ooh, so these guys would be shaped. Then uh, Kevin Courtney Casey versus uh, Shevchenko's sister. Shevchenko's sister oh, been on kind Antonina. of a slump, man. She's... Antonina. Antonina can never get uh, the grappling aspect. Yeah, yeah. Whenever it goes into the grappling exchanges and the, the grappling uh, part of MMA-Antonina's history shows, she really struggles with that part. Yeah, that's the only time um, she loses, man. Yeah, so I I don't know, man. She's been kind of on a kind of on a bad bad beat lately, hasn't yeah. she? She was she on a good streak for a little bit, yeah, but now she's yeah. So I don't know, man. I don't know. Got to figure out that uh, the wrestling and jujitsu yeah, girl. A, she's usually the taller fighter too, and it sucks that she can't get that down. I'm gonna gotta put that time in on the mat, man. Yeah, I know. Gotta start subscribing to BJJ fanatics or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Or OnlyFans. <laughs> start start doing that uh flow flowgrappling.com. Start watching all that shit. Let's go. Other than that, those are the fights this weekend. I mean, there's no other ones. Usually. All right. There you go. I know Bellator's got another thing in like a couple of weeks, but yeah. they're not on for a while. One championship is not on for a while. So yeah. uh oh now it's just in fight news. Uh my friend Ty. Uh what you do? she she won. So it all was right. in come uh Ty Knockley, uh, check her out on Instagram, guys. Uh, she is uh, she fought at Lumpini Stadium actually under the uh, uh, that's dope. Uh, I forget they call it uh, Triumph. I think it was put on by Fairtex Fairtex Fight Promotions, and it was a, a big deal for because for a number of reasons they had a number of female fighters on the card, mm-hmm. and for a, the longest time at Lumpini Stadium, there was this thing where. Uh, before they even allowed female fighters, like females weren't allowed to even touch the ring. Um, and then once they started allowing female fighters, 
like female fighters were expected to go under the ropes. They weren't allowed to touch the ropes really? on the way in. But that. this, but in this event, they were telling all the female fighters, you're allowed to go through the ropes, like go through the ropes. So it was like a big deal for the female fighters on that card. So congratulations to Ty winning her fight by decision. She had a number of her teammates from Wooden Man Muay Thai that actually flew out to watch her at this fight. Oh, uh, so it was a, a big it was a big win for Ty out there. So congratulations to Ty. Um, and now she's entered to uh, into this tournament where she could win a, I believe, uh, and someone could correct me if I'm wrong, she could win um, a $100,000 uh, and also a, a spot on one championship's uh, Muay Thai roster. Yeah. So uh, go for it, Ty. Go, Ty. Make it happen. Do it for us old old folks. <laughs> That's amazing. But if she doesn't, uh, it's okay. You have a home here, Ty. <laughs> <laughs> we always love you, Ty. Yeah. Whatever happens. <laughs> yeah, and that's going to do it for us today, guys. Do me a favor. Do not bet on our picks because we are white belts. Still, still white belts. Uh, don't forget to, to hit that subscribe button. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Mine is Sean underscore P underscore and yours, Carlo. Um, Hopkey one on Instagram and Hopkey 11 on Twitter. And don't forget to visit Magala Jiu Jitsu in San Francisco fight culture at top of the hill, daily city. I'm going to plug 10th planet daily city as well. And then we're going to plug, uh, Hopkey USA in sunset district. Kohialdo Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, also in the same building in Sunset District. Also, check out uh, Pacific Ring Sports in Oakland, guys. Don't forget to watch those fights. It's going to be a great, great fight night on Saturday. And be safe out there. Thank God there's no fucking fireworks. <laughs> Stop scaring your dogs, everybody. All right, guys. Take care. 